How many people do you see walking around with vape pens these days? I mean, I feel like I see them everywhere. Vaping may seem like a safe alternative to smoking, but the truth is that there are a number of health risks and hidden dangers in vaping that we should be aware of. We're going to talk about it today with Dr. Kitty O'Hare, a pediatrician with WakeMed Children's. This is WakeMed Voices, the podcast from WakeMed Health and Hospitals. I'm Prakash Chandran. So first of all, Dr. O'Hare, for those of us that don't know, what exactly is vaping? So vaping literally is breathing in vapors through an inhaled device. And that includes uh, e-cigarettes, which contain nicotine like traditional tobacco products, but anything else that can uh, create vapors and that you can breathe in. Okay, and is vaping the same thing as e-cigarettes? And if not, maybe talk about the difference between the two. Yes, it's essentially the same thing. Uh, The original e-cigarettes were meant to replace nicotine, so like a tobacco product, pipes or cigars or cigarettes. Vaping includes both nicotine and other substances too. You know, I have a lot of friends that actually vape today, and a lot of them have transferred over from um, using cigarettes because they feel like it's a safer alternative. So maybe talk a little bit about the people that make that transition and some of the potential dangers in doing so. A lot of people feel that way, that uh, it must be the case that vaping is safer than smoking, but that's not actually true. Um, While it's mostly true that there are fewer chemicals in vape smoke than in cigarette smoke, these vapors can be really harmful. When you heat something up, the chemicals change and can injure your lungs. In fact, in North Carolina, as well as throughout the country, we're seeing some teens and young adults really sick in the hospital, even on life support, because of lung damage from the chemicals in vaping devices. You can also see uh, injuries from explosions. You know, the vape device can explode, can cause people to get bad burns to their mouth, can knock out their teeth. And there's no evidence that uh, using a vape device will help you quit smoking. It's not FDA approved for quitting smoking. And in fact, in most vape pods, there's enough nicotine to poison a child or teen and at a higher concentration than a cigarette. So you're actually more likely to then go on and smoke other things if you're using a vape pen. You're more likely to get addicted. Wow. So, you know, if I'm a parent and I'm concerned about my child picking up vaping because, honestly, it kind of feels like the cool thing to do, what's some advice that you'd have for, you know, people like me and other parents out there? It does feel like the cool thing that everyone is doing, especially because a lot of the vape pens are easy to hide. They can look like USB ports. They can look like, uh, or USB drives. They can look like pens or pencils. Um, When they sell the liquids in the stores, they often come in fruit flavors or in colorful packaging that looks like candy or gum. So it's really attractive to kids and also really hard to hide, uh, really easy to hide from your parents. Parents should know that in 2018, at least one out of every five kids was using e-cigarettes in some way. I had no idea that it was that prolific. I'd I'd love to learn a little bit more about what you can specifically vape. Like there's going to be people that are using it as an alternative um, to smoking, right? Um, But I know that you can vape all sorts of things. So maybe talk about the spectrum of things um, from least dangerous to most dangerous. So you're right. You can vape all kinds of things. Vaping started out as being about uh, tobacco replacement, and the vape pods that you see a lot in the stores 
contain nicotine, which is the chemical in cigarettes that is addictive. Um, but uh, you can purchase other things to vape as well. Um, for example, uh, on the internet, there's a lot of companies on the internet that will sell you different types of vaping liquids. Uh, some of those liquids contain nicotine. Some of them contain THC, which is the active chemical in marijuana. There are also folks that will try to make their homemade liquid. Um, like one uh, new technique that I learned about recently is called dabbing, where they'll take a marijuana plant, fire it up with a butane torch that collects the chemical THC into an oil that they then put into a vape device. Um, it's this type of vaping using THC oil and using especially the homemade concentrated THC oils that has led, we think, to the severest lung damage. You know, I think people need to realize the effect the vaping can have, especially when you're taking it in such concentrated doses. Another thing that I'd love to learn about is, you know, you always talk about the liquid um, being in the vape pen and obviously that gets vaporized. You know, what's the danger of having a vape pen around potentially children and leaving that liquid around for them to uh, potentially have access to? Um, I'm sure that can't be safe. You're right. It's not safe. A lot of the vape liquids that you buy in the store, as I mentioned, come in colorful packaging um, and might come in fruit flavors so it can look like candy or gum very attractive to a child to pick it up and open it and try to swallow it. Um, there have been many cases of children being poisoned by drinking um, the liquid inside of a vape pod. And even teens and young adults will sometimes open them on purpose um, and try to swallow the liquid in order to get that rush or that high from the drug even faster that is also very unsafe. Oh my gosh, yeah. People definitely need to listen to this podcast so they don't do things like that. Um, you know, I'm really curious, what is something that you just wish that more, I'll just say it, teens knew um, before they started vaping? You know, I, I just feel like the teen and uh, millennial, if you will, population uh, are the ones that have picked this up the most. So what is something that you just wish more of them knew before they started? Like most drugs, you know, when you're a teen, when you're in high school or middle school or in college, you think, well, it is a cool thing to do. I'm going to do it because everyone's doing it. Fortunately, that's not true. Most people are not vaping, even though there are a lot of kids and young adults vaping and we're worried about how many more there are now than there used to be. It's still true that most kids and young adults don't vape. So you won't be alone if you choose not to vape. And if you care about setting some goals in your life, going to school, getting a job, staying healthy for a very long time, then vaping might actually make it hard for you to achieve your goals. Yeah, that's a really good point. Finally, just as a word of caution to people listening, maybe talk about some of the most common things uh, or common things that you see as a result of vaping. You know, you talked about lung damage, you talked about a number of different things, but maybe expand a little bit more on that. Well, in the news right now, uh, uh, the lung injury is getting a lot of attention um, we have had cases at our own hospital, and there have been multiple cases reported in North Carolina recently of teens and young adults getting admitted to the hospital, otherwise healthy, but with sudden severe lung damage um, because of vaping. Some of them have even needed to be put on respirators, on life support. The explosion injuries are pretty common as well. 
and addictive behaviors. Um, there's been some research saying that uh, kids and teens who vape um, behave in some ways like uh, kids and teens who use hard drugs. They're just constantly craving um, these chemicals and will do things that um, are against the rules or against the law in order to get more of these chemicals. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for educating us on this. It really does seem like this is something that we as a society need to reevaluate and we as parents just need to be uh, careful about when it comes to our children. So uh, thanks again. That's Dr. Kitty O'Hare, a pediatrician with WakeMed Children's. Thanks for checking out this episode of WakeMed Voices. Head to wakemed.org to get connected with Dr. O'Hare or another provider. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks and we'll see you next time.